This week's episode of Greetings from Wonderland is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com storybrook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com storybrook. Greetings from Wonderland. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie D. Simone. And this is our first live on the internet hangout where we'll talk with a whole bunch of people about Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm overwhelmed, but I'm good. Yeah, I know. There's so many people here, right? There's, there's lots of people. I feel like I'm being watched. It, our, our studio has been invaded. Dun, 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 dun. Ah. Uh, but we'll get get to introducing them in a second. We did want to mention, though, since this Quick will be our, our last uh, Wonderland podcast, uh, <laughs> you know, we had a separate feed for that and stuff. Uh, we are going to be switching over to doing a new podcast on Saturday nights uh, based on uh, the show that's coming up this fall on Fox called Gotham about uh, the early days of Commissioner Gordon and the Penguin and Catwoman and all those characters and even little little bitty Bruce Wayne. Uh, and we're going to start that in a couple weeks. Uh, we don't have the website set up yet or anything. But if you want updates as to when that's going live, and over the summer, we're going to be doing a lot of analysis of some of the more classic Batman stories. This is also known as we're going to teach Anne-Marie about Batman. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, every, every episode. This was, I like to podcast. Sure, I'll do it. <laughs> I don't know anything about Batman. <laughs> well, it's kind of kind of uh, the same thing as once because uh, I marathoned ten episodes and then said yes, yes, let's do a podcast about this. But I mean, you're you're, you're more into like a the pretty kind, fluffy, kind of dramatic soap opery kind of shows. I'm more into don't kind of me. like sci-fi fantasy stuff. So it was a good mix. And with Gotham, I hate procedurals and I love them. <laughs> and you don't know a lot about Batman, and I do, so it works out. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you can follow at Legends of Gotham on Twitter for more information about that. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Okay, I guess we should go ahead let them and uh, introduce our guest. Uh, if you want to start, uh, other Anne Marie. Other Anne Marie. Hi, I'm Anne Marie, and I'm on Twitter at n underscore Anne <laughs> Next. Next, I won't say your name because you're supposed oh. to say it. Hi, I'm Amy. <laughs> um, follow me at eight or at Amy eleven zero two. Okay. Okay, uh, Bobby. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I'm Bobby. I'm on the podcast. You call me Bobby from Brainton. Uh, Twitter, inevitable hawk. Yeah. Uh, basically, if you've ever listened to uh, either of our shows, Bobby usually leads it off with a voice. <laughs> so, uh, next. Uh, that would be Daniel, right? Oh, Daniel. I can't read. It's Daniel. I'm, okay. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from OncePodcast.com and WonderlandPodcast.com. Excellent. And uh, next, Win. <laughs> I think we're just going to have to call them out, Win. <laughs> All right. Uh, hi, I'm Win. In case you hadn't heard, anyway, you can find it on my website or on Twitter at WinMercer.com. Okay. Uh, next, Hope. Oh, I'm like last in the picture, so hi, I'm Hope from Hope of All Trades Podcast, and you can find me at Hope Molinax. Excellent. And uh, next would be Jeff. And Colleen? 
Jeff, and uh, I don't know if Colleen made it yet. Yeah, no, she's here. Uh, my name is still Jeff Roney, and this is... <laughs> Colleen Roney. <laughs> and uh, you can reach us at, at O-U-A-T podcast on Twitter. Thanks for doing this, guys. Oh, Thank no you. problem. Thank you for joining us. And uh, yes. next... Um, I'm Kai Morrow. You can follow me at Twitter at sage underscore of underscore earth. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Uh, well, welcome. That, welcome. Thank, thank you, panel, for thank joining you. us uh, for, for this live broadcast. Wait, Crazy. there might be people watching this. I, I just got really. Hello, nervous. if anyone's watching us. Don't wave at them. They'll know where. They'll know where. <laughs> okay. I'll wave at you, Marie. <laughs> okay, uh, now generally the way we start these episodes uh, is we do a rhyming episode summary. Uh, since there's no episode this week uh, because it's canceled, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, some people got a little bothered with us because we hit that joke a lot last week. No. And it was all in good fun. Uh, but uh, we're going to start off with the rhyming episode summary. If you could take it all away, right. Anne-Marie. <clears throat> when first we meet Alice, she's a curious girl, fresh back home from a curious world. No one believes the tales that she tells about the strange land through the hole which she fell. She returns there years later to prove she was right, and on the way, she learns how to fight. She steals the knave's heart and meets her true genie. Red Queen and Jafar want to change magic's rules. Three magic lamps are their chosen tools. One contains Cyrus, so Alice is sore. She goes back to Wonderland one time more. Cheshire and fairies, Carpenter and Nyx. Jabber is scary, and the game is all fixed. Turns out Red Queen's decent, she just wants Will back. But Jafar isn't stopping down his dark track. Amara returns, did anyone catch when? To make sure her sons are absolved of their sins. Sometimes inconsistent, but always in brand. It's time to wrap up once <laughs> the longest rhyming intro ever. And I did it great! Yeah! You did, you nailed it. <laughs> that you nailed happen. it. Yay! Okay. Well, well, it, it, it was the audience that did it. It, it was the pressure. I felt pressure. like I was back on stage again. Okay, well, we're going to start off, uh, before we get into uh, discussion about the series as a whole, uh, we thought, you know, trivia. Trivia is fun. fun. And you know what? I'm going to put this paper down and refill my magic juice, and Anne-Marie is going to run this thing. So. Okay. All right. You answer the trivia. Please say your name. So whoever I hear first... We'll get called on to answer the trivia. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> These are in no order. Oh, they're... by the way, the, the, the winner of this contest wins the title of winner of this contest. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Some of them will be hard. Some of them will be easy. All right. Hope. Oh. That's not me. <laughs> me, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Poor Hope. <laughs> what shape is the letter that Cyrus sends Alice? Okay, bye. Oh. Bobby. Sorry, little brother. Bobby, what you got? A swan. Oh, so close, so close. Wait, are you asking the shape it was folded into or the yes. shape when it was unfolded? The shape it was folded into, yeah. <laughs> a letter is usually a square. A square. <laughs> it was an origami crane. You, you know what? Since, oh, since, I said crane. crane. Oh my goodness! Yes. Wait. Wait. Oh, crane. See, I followed the rules. You, 
Okay. Well, you know, Bobby said swan. He said swan. Which, which is pretty close. Okay, it's I'm giving it to paper. Yeah, I'm giving it to Bobby. I guess enough. I'm acting as the judge in this. Oh, yeah. great. <laughs> now we're in trouble. I just like okay. how me and Daniel are both like square. <laughs> okay. By the way, since I am the judge, my PayPal address is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, here's an easy one. What does Cyrus keep doing when they are in Storybrook? Uh, Amy? Uh, Amy? Like the light switch on and off uh, <laughs> in every single room. All the time. And you're keeping, the wind. you're I'm, keeping a tally. I'm right? attempting to keep a tally. Excellent. Yes. Okay. okay, I'm going to take a nap. I'll be back. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who was originally cast as the White Rabbit? Uh, Bobby. Uh, Colleen. Oh, Pee Wee Herman. Herman. I, think, Bobby I think it was Bobby. Oh, yeah. fine. Sorry. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Bobby? All Rubens. All yes. Rubens. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. One thing I was really disappointed about. I know. I love me some Pee Wee Herman. I, however, was thrilled when it wasn't him. Um, okay. There are two doors that are protecting um, the Well of Wonders. Which door did they have to go through? Daniel. Go ahead, Daniel. It's the door. Answering this question is giving away the riddle, but it is the door that he says does lead. Does. You are overthinking you know it. Yeah. Overthinking. My answer it is the one on the right. Easier. There you go. <laughs> Sometimes simple is best. Exactly. I'm like, I couldn't throw a cider riddle. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, what is Alice's half sister's name? Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Adeline? Adeline? I heard somebody, but I don't know who was. I think I, I guess I'm battling. I'm not sure. Nope. Anyone else? Um, Daniel. Go ahead, Daniel. Melanie. Oh, so close. Millie. 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 Oh, of course. It started with an M, so anyone who said it with an M shouldn't have it count. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What was the fairy's name that had to take them across the lake? Hope. I know. Hope. Silver. I heard. Oh, uh, silver mist. <laughs> I'll give it to you both because I you both got the right. Yeah, I this is how we're going to score. <laughs> you know what? Has anyone not got a point yet? Yes, I think. Oh, I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> I have points for Bobby, Daniel, Hope, and Win. Okay. Um. What? Give everyone else one point, just to even it out. Yay! Everybody has a point. It's like starting at zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is the magical item that they were getting from the disco opium den? Which one? Which time? Well, the first time, the first time, sorry. Amy, Anne-Marie. I heard Anne-Marie. The, the knot, the forget-me-not. Yes! Oh, I thought it was a lost and found. That was the second time. Oh. <laughs> with the bandersnatch, which is a fun word to say. Yes, I tried to come up with a question about that, but it just wasn't working. Um, where does Alice get her purple outfit? Bobby. Go ahead, Bobby. Uh, the clothes horse. Yes. I love the clothes horse. This is the for the coffee horse. <gasps> I wanted the coffee horse. <laughs> um, yeah, I was talking to Bobby earlier. He did a he he did the full that's series. That's right, you rewatch. did those. So he, he he knows his my trivia's. He's the favorite to win <laughs> in Vegas. <laughs> okay. Um, where was the bottle buried? Bobby. Bobby. 
that was by the Tower of Tiger Topiary. Oh, God. It was supposed to be under the Towering Tum Tum Tree, but it wasn't. That was a, a falsehood. I can't remember exactly where it was, though, now. Yeah. Anybody else want to try? Oh. Amy. Amy? It was under the Dandelion um, yeah. Tree. I just rewatched that episode, so. Okay. Where does the knave keep his heart in Storybrooke? Daniel. Henry. Daniel. Behind the Queen's picture <laughs> in his apartment. Yes. With some darts in it. With some darts. <laughs> the most unobvious place in the world. Exactly. <laughs> Who got in a wall? It was the Queen's uh, artboard. Exactly. Well, he was like, if someone who has an intimate knowledge of my past comes here looking for my heart, they need to know where to find it. <laughs> How many episodes were originally ordered of Wonderland? Oh. Daniel. Colleen. Oh. Question mark? 22 or 21? Er, uh, well, Anne Marie. Colleen. Anne Marie. Eight. Er, Daniel. Oh, Holly. Ho- Holly. Amy. Amy? I was like, who did I have a Holly? I think it was Daniel. <laughs> okay, Daniel. 11. No. Colleen. <gasps> Colleen. 13. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> 13 yes. order. 13 were delivered. That was hard fought. I, that was intense. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, where does Alice store her wishes? Amy. Colleen. Amy. The heel of her boot. In that trap door thingy. <laughs> Secret compartment. What is boot. the white rabbit's first name? Hope. Percy. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's Percy, which is adorable. <laughs> Um, we see two storybook people in the first episode. Daniel. One of them. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, see, you got switching up the question. One of them is related to one of our main cast members. Amy. Amy. Oh. Amy. Um, Cinderella and Grumpy, or Leroy and Ashley. However. Yes, but who were they related? Who was the one related to? Um, Cinderella was related to Anastasia as her stepsister. Was that ever confirmed? Yes. Yeah. Oh, she was being tortured. I think it was like the next to last episode. Yeah. They like didn't that. actually they, say her name, but it yeah. was. Yeah. They said that, yeah. Yeah. It was implied, but never clarified. Yes. All right. Last, but certainly not least, and I won't lie, I have no idea who's winning. Um, <laughs> We're all winning. How did, how did Anastasia and Will get to Wonderland? Daniel. Daniel? Through the looking glass. <laughs> Bonus point. Who did they get the looking glass from? Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> that was coming. <laughs> Why did Stole it from Maleficent. This whole story could have been avoided if you had not given them that magical talisman. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was getting that question again. Maleficent. Will stole it from Maleficent. Yes. Yay! Okay, well that was just for fun because I lost track of who was one. You lost gold shop. It's who's the book is it anyway? With the I would not better. Okay, so since I'm the judge, I guess I have to pick. You a have winner. to pick a winner. Okay, um, you you know what? I'm gonna go with what someone had said earlier. All of us. All Yay. of us. Yay. Yay. I was just about to say this is like yes, yes, football. Daniel. Everybody's a winner. We all get a ribbon and a certificate. It's, it's who signs it anyway. With the points don't matter. Exactly. <laughs> I just assign you points and winner. Except for, the, for the grudges you hold in your heart for years to come. Besides that, they don't matter. Okay. You uh, don't so, want to turn green though. Yeah. <gasps> this is very true. I'm wearing green. 
<laughs> oh, no. <laughs> She's wicked. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Wrong I guess... show. Uh-oh. For now. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have any of this information. Uh, okay, so I guess generally the way I start off the main discussion, I'm looking over here because this is where I see you, but this is where the camera is. It's weird. Okay, um, but uh, generally what I do is I ask people, you know, what their general impression was of the episode since we're talking the series in general. I, uh, yeah, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and ask that question about the series in general. Uh, Daniel, I, I guess I'll go ahead and start with you because, uh, you know, Woe upon me, I haven't been ke keeping up with your Wonderland coverage, uh, so I'm kind of uh, wondering, uh, what did you think about the series overall? Well, when it first started out, we had already committed to do two separate podcasts about the series before mm -hmm. it even launched. So Yeah, because you were doing the one just for, for yourselves and then the yeah. one for a network, right? Yeah, we did uh, two, three pre-episodes total, even before the show launched, of between the two different podcasts, TV Talk and then our own network. And so we were committed to it, but once the show actually started with that first episode, or no, it was the second episode, I thought, oh, do I really want to stick through with this? I committed I to it, we so agree. I'm going to do it. Yeah. But, uh, but then there have been some great episodes. Like my favorite, I think, was the one with Cora. And it was really cool to see them tie in with the Once Upon a Time story in certain ways without having to require us to watch Once Upon a Time in order to enjoy Wonderland. Um, yeah. I think the timing of the series was poorly chosen. I think they should have stuck with what they originally were going to do, airing right. it during the hiatus. But yeah. um, beautiful ending, a really fun, fun story that doesn't take itself too seriously. And that's what made it, I think, a lot of fun because as a whole it could do all of these crazy things like the clothes horse and yeah. all of this other stuff <laughs> whimsical yeah whimsical stuff yeah very whimsical so it was a lot of fun and mm -hmm. honestly i am glad it was only one season yeah yes yeah yeah they, they i i don't know they got the chance to tell a complete story which was good definitely I, you know, one thing I'll ask you about, Daniel, and one thing we kind of picked up on, too, it felt like after they came back from the break that it was a completely different show. We kind of theorized that it was, they realized that fans were really uneven on it, and they, they made the adjustments. Uh, what do you think about that? Theory? Yeah, some of that, but with the timing of recording episodes, that might not have actually worked out that way, although they may have been responding to some of the feedback from the first couple episodes yeah that's yeah. that's what we were thinking that's what yeah. we were thinking but yeah it, it just felt like a different show when it came back for the better obviously mm -hmm. well uh, think about with once upon a time's first season as well it was the last few episodes that were really good because then they're starting to wrap up things instead of just filling it with storyline they're mm -hmm. tying things together and that's what i think these final episodes did as well yeah definitely okay amy uh same question overall what did you think of the series um, I thought it was good. I mean, I had kind of high expectations for it in the beginning, but they mm -hmm. kind of went down after a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, it actually reminded me of a book series that I read that is actually an Alice in Wonderland-based book. It's called mm -hmm. The Looking Glass Wars. Mm -hmm. It's basically about Alice. Um, she is from Wonderland. She was born in Wonderland. She was the child of the white, white king and queen. Oh. And, um... She ends up in the real world, and she's saying that, you know, I'm from Wonderland, I don't belong here, and no one believed her. So she wasn't sent to a, a sane asylum or anything, but the same premise was basically the same part of the story. So, mm -hmm. but I thought it was good. 
good parts, bad parts. I kind of wanted to, I wanted to like Alice and Cyrus, but it was hard for me to in the beginning. In the end, I kind of started to like them, but in the beginning, it kind of, you know, just wasn't working for me. Yeah. Um, but like you guys, it was like every other episode that was probably the best episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I didn't, usually if I really like a TV episode, I keep thinking about it after, you know? Mm-hmm. But those, I just kept forgetting about them. And so it kind of, you know. <laughs> the recap in the beginning was really helpful every week, huh? Yes. Yeah, right? very helpful. It, and for this, I had to go back and rewatch some episodes just to remind myself what was going on. Yeah. So, hey, but overall, hey, but, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but uh, we, I have the, uh, the Hangout page loaded over here, and it just changed the thumbnail, and it has you like this with your eyes rolled up. <laughs> 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 it's amazing. It's awesome. Uh, but, uh, wait sorry, wait to interrupt <laughs> for that. Well, now I'm embarrassed. So don't be. It's entertaining. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just for the thumbnail. It'll change again in a minute. Okay, great. It'll be doing Hold something on. like this. Wait a second. Print screen. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> great. Now I'm scared. <laughs> but at the end, um, I thought the ending was good. I thought it ended the way it should. I'm glad there was at least an ending because they could have left us with a big cliffhanger. My also big beef was why did we not see more of the Cheshire Cat? Yes. 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 in one episode and I all these little nodding heads I like (laughs) I could have seen you so much more like as part of Jafar's weird zombie army or something Mm -hmm. so I mean I just could have seen him more useful and was kind of sad that he was only in the one episode in the one scene for like five minutes you know I I was kind of disappointed by the Cheshire Cat stuff too just because well they they did like this weird camera angle where they were showing you every the fight between him and Alice from the Cheshire Cat's perspective which I thought kind of took away all the mystery of the character just seen from his perspective Mm -hmm. it's like a cinematography thing yeah but I it, that kind of bothered me a little bit. Okay, uh, let's move on. Let's see. Uh, eeny, meeny, miny, hope. Okay. Oh, hi. Um, well, I had a lot of high expectations for Wonderland, uh, mainly because Jefferson is my favorite character. And I, I've always loved Wonderland. So my, my first big hit is when I found out that he wasn't actually going to be in the show. Mm-hmm. I was a bit upset by that because I was hoping to get more of his backstory because I love him. <laughs> and... um. But, I mean, it, it did a lot of what I thought it was going to do. It had a slow start, and it built really well, especially in the second half. So um, the beginning was just uh, – it was okay, and it had a lot of shining points because pretty much the nave carried it through the entire time um, all the way to the second half. And I just – I kind of – it was really awkward that it was Alice in Wonderland. I take on it, and I liked the nave and the Red Queen more than Alice and Cyrus. <laughs> But I, I, they actually but isn't that all, always the way. I mean, once proper, I, I think everyone pretty much likes Rumpelstiltskin the best of all, more or less. No, this is just you. Or the Evil Queen, or the. Mm-hmm. Evil, but mm-hmm. go ahead, Hope. Sorry, Tim. Oh no, it's all right. Um, I just what was I saying? Uh, oh yeah, I don't remember. But I, I there's just little things that I was hoping to see more of. Like if we couldn't have the Mad Hatter, I was hoping to see the March Hare, so we'd still have that half yeah. of the Mad Tea Party. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there was a lot of things they did well. Like I think I love the introduction of the Jabberwocky. I really want to see her with Rumpel and Regina because she would make them cry in five seconds. <laughs> um, but like, and there's a lot of things where, where they did really well, and I'm really happy to get uh, the Knave on the main show, and I can't wait to see him on the main show because he's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll ask you this, Hope. I, I I know towards the end you were saying on Twitter and uh, you misquoted was, me in your podcast, sir. Did oh. I? Did 
Get, okay, first let's correct the, the misquoting. What was the misquoting? You said that I said that Dirty Little Secrets was the best episode in the Once Universe. I said it was up there probably in the top ten. Okay. I it's apologize. nowhere close to being the best episode. Reading isn't his specialty. Well, I, oh, I, really? I, I was That's why you do the rhymes every week. <laughs> he writes them, I read them. I was, I was but... testing to see if you were still listening to the podcast, that's all. Uh, no, but, see, I, I had almost thought you had, you had said somewhere along the way that you you've kind of prefer, were at a certain point, were preferring Wonderland to once proper as far as this season's concerned. Was that true or was that completely off base? No, no, a few points, yeah. I, there is a few times where, I, but I've also just been highly disappointed with uh, the, uh, Oz lately. Um, my like two year theory ended up not happening. And so I, I was really kind of bummed with that. And I, I've kind of fallen into it with uh, ones where I'm just like, okay, this is kind of just happening now, but what's going on in Wonderland? Um, and, and I think that's kind of been a rough spot in the fandom. I mean, look at, uh, Rebecca over at Operation Cobra. She, she ended her mm-hmm. podcast. I mean, I, I think. Yeah, which is a shame. It was a good, great podcast. I know. I, I really miss Rebecca. We, we love you, Rebecca. We love you. <laughs> we do. We do. But, I mean, there, there were points that I think they're doing better in Wonderland than they were doing in the main show. Like, I felt like they were really going there and going for the really dark stuff before we got Zelina, and now Zelina's pushing mm-hmm. it there. So yeah. I think they were a little bit – and I think a lot of that was Jane Espenson's writing over Adam and Eddie's writing uh, mm-hmm. because she's that's a little bit more up her alley. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, Jeff slash Colleen, overall thoughts? I'll, I'll let Colleen go first. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. Um, we'd seen snippets of the first episode, and we weren't even sure what we were going to do with it. We, didn't, we knew we didn't want to do a podcast about it because it that was just way too much time. But I thought, let's just watch it. Yeah, we'll tell see. me about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just see how it goes. And I have to say, I, I was not impressed with the first episode. I was not impressed with the second episode. And then I said, I'll give it one more shot. If I don't find anything that I really like, I'm out. Because yeah. I have a three-episode rule. You don't catch me by the third episode. Right. You're done. Mm-hmm. Um, and third episode actually did kind of catch my attention. I said, okay, there's potential. And I, I kept watching it. Now, we didn't watch it religiously during the you know normal, regular airtime. But we did catch up with it and watch it. And I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was um, it had a lot of good elements. Um, there were things that were not so great about it, like... Um, mm-hmm. CGI was a little... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I mean, that's just me, but... It was unbalanced throughout the, like, series. It was. It was like the first episode was all CGI, and then nothing, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, Well, Well, and it wasn't even that it was that. It was was just not good. Yeah, there there were elements that were really good CGI and elements that were like... You guys do know this looks like you went back to a Commodore 64 <laughs> to, to put this together because that's kind of what I felt like. Right. Um, but it, I, sorry, I, sorry, I, I just it. have to say the uh, the appropriate joke there would be video toaster, but only video geeks are going to get it. Right. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> nice one. Okay. And I hear and that's not <laughs> But but I, I liked it. I loved the character development that they had with you know the majority of the characters. I actually didn't even like the Red Queen at first. She really annoyed me. And then oh, yeah, I you hated her. But you know what? I absolutely started really liking her when she when I realized who she sounded like. She sounded like Grace Kelly. 
I close my eyes once and I'm like, wait, what is Grace oh, Kelly doing on? And I realized it was Grace Kelly. Ka- she sounded a lot like Grace Kelly. And then I started liking her character and I love the backstory. And I thought that was really well done. I, the knave is just the bomb. I mean, he is just, mm-hmm. yeah, love him. And I, I'm a losty. So I had to love Jafar. <laughs> I had to just, he was even with that hair. Dude, even with the hair, there's still something about him that's pretty awesome. But I will say this, he was far more evil. I mean, he makes Regina Rumpel and even Cora look like, you know, amateurs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was just he was horrible. And um, you know, the the king and uh, there were just so many so many great points to it and I, I thought it was really well done. I I I liked the fact that they like you said ended the story, they give us a complete story, didn't leave mm-hmm. us with a cliffhanger. And I do hope that we are going to see some of these other characters including Jafar, because that would be a nice another baddie to bring into the one's world, yeah. um, especially now that he's a genie. So um, yeah. that could be it's kind of um, interesting. I, one of the things I really, really loved about it, and then I'll let Jeff talk for a little bit here, is um, I loved the fact that they did pull a lot of the elements, not from the Disney movie that everybody expected, mm-hmm. that they actually pulled from the book, which is one of my favorite books of all time, is um, mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland. And so I love that they pulled elements from the actual book, from the real text, instead of you know, making up stuff and watering it down. So, oh, yeah, really, okay. like, besides little girl Alice, there really weren't any blatant references to the movie. Exactly, all. exactly. Just her costuming, you know? Even that wasn't even really close because in her in her in the costume, I mean her dress, she was you know I mean the, yes the little girl one, but not you know yeah. grown up or anything. Which was um, mm-hmm. you know I like that they even pulled some of the stuff from um, the Tim Burton movie, which I also really enjoyed a lot. But then I love Johnny Depp too, so you know. <laughs> well, I, I believe that was produced by Disney too, so they probably just had to make a call to another uh, special effects office. Hey, can you send me those assets? <laughs> uh, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Jeff. All right. Um, I let her go first because she'll probably say more better things about it. <laughs> I, I, I was a slow burn to it. I didn't really catch it, and I really, really try. I love the knave. I think Bad Blood was my favorite episode of all time. It was the most brutal, but it had some of the best hair on my arm standing up. Emotional, great lines in I think the entire series. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they did roll into it and I do agree that half was off and half was like, okay, we have to really do better at this show. Yeah. And the I you know, Jafar really didn't do it for me. The Red Queen started to grow on me. Alice really didn't. Yeah. Cyrus didn't. <laughs> but I, I really think that they it was a bold move to do such a great huge show like this and so i i like parts of it honestly <laughs> yeah it, and it definitely definitely the second half of the season was much stronger mm-hmm. than the first even like i with, with me personally i hated jafar the first half of the season like i thought mustache I, I, yeah mustache twirly kind of over the top uh, i i didn't think he was doing a good job playing the part second half of the season he got really sadistic and i loved it because i like evil people you know Go figure. <laughs> um, okay, let's see here. Win. Uh, what did you think of the series overall? Well, when it started, I was a little bit concerned how they were going to meld together Wonderland, uh, Genies, and the Agrabah world, and the Victorian world. And it really didn't work for me for a long time. It seemed like they were just gluing all these different places together with bad CGI. 
But then the second half, it's like you said, it was a different show. I really loved it, and I thought it was a great introduction to the whole Knave's backstory for him to come over to Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And uh, you're you're, uh, you're also a little in the camp that you were preferring Wonderland over the regular show, right? Yes, I, mainly because of the pacing. Um, since they were in such a limited amount of, of episodes, they had to tell the story. Everything was really moving along. And I think sometimes once is has some filler episodes. So Wonderland was moving better for me. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, although it, it, the pacing felt just a little bit off, like the last two episodes. Like it seemed like maybe it felt like... It well, missed a few scenes here and there. Yeah, and, so, yeah. something. <laughs> okay, let's see. Who haven't I gotten yet? Anne-Marie. Um, Anne-Marie and, uh, you know, let's go with uh, Patty first. Oh. Oh, <laughs> I... When I first saw it, I felt it was slow, and I literally lost interest until the point the knave got turned into a genie. Before that point, I got so bored where I'm like, never mind, I'll just stick with the main show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is pretty sad, since my family in general always loved Aladdin. They've always mm -hmm. actually let me see every single Disney film based on Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, I even at one point owned Return to Jafar and Forty Thieves. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, you know, I we were all, we also kind of came to that kind kind of. We almost point. stopped up until that episode. We just kept yeah. going. Okay, one more week. Yeah, the mid season one more week finale, of the two. We, we that's where we made our decision whether or not to keep doing a separate well, episode or just have Wonderland time. Well, that and we crowdsourced. We're like, all right, should we keep doing this? And everybody's like, yes. So we're like, okay, you're we'll listening. Do it. if you're listening, sure, I guess we'll do it. And then it got good. <laughs> It was actually up to that point where I started my master's degree, where I didn't really have the time, but I did read mm -hmm. like the summaries, and I felt, oh, it's getting better and better as it go along. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but I did feel like all around it did do a good progressive storyline, and in these kind of shows, it's all about the storylines. I mean, you could have bad CGI, but if you have it good enough where you can relate to the character, who cares what the CGI is? Right. But I think it was pretty good. I do like how they, I know Colleen mentioned that they pulled elements, a lot of elements from Wonderland, but there were some elements of Aladdin too, especially with Amara and Jafar. And when you actually read the original and then you look at what they're doing, you're like, oh, so that's, this is where they pulled it from. Right. Did, did uh, I, I'll just throw this out generally too before we get to Anne Marie. Did anyone else feel like uh, the Amara reveal uh, that she was Cyrus's mom? Did it felt uh, that they they came up with that after they came up with the Amara character? It just felt just a little bit thrown in there. Yeah, thrown in there. Uh, and it, did anyone else feel that way? I felt it was anticlimactic. Climactic, mm -hmm. because yeah. I've been hearing rumors that are not rumors, but theories that. She was Cyrus's mom, mm -hmm. so um, to, so to see it happen, I was like, oh, okay, okay. like I didn't see that happen, right. you know. So yeah. I feel like the Amara we saw in the first part of the, the series was totally different than the Amara we saw in the second part of the series. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, like in the first part, he was all like totally evil, like up on par with Jafar, and then all of a sudden, like mm -hmm. totally not. Or was she evil or was she playing Jafar to save her sons? She was killing shop makers. 
in front of she Jeff. was being a mommy. But, but, but wouldn't a mommy do when, anything to save her son? Mm-hmm. It just, <laughs> just seemed like two different characters. But why would you like? I I still don't understand how she got out, out of the, the staff. staff because it, it, does doesn't, does. Make, it doesn't make it doesn't make My theory is that it broke. Somehow it got thrown at a wall or something, and it broke, and she was free. Mm-hmm. That was my theory. Well, was running around the corner, and it slipped out of his hand, and then all of a sudden, Mara was there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like when the staff is on Cyrus's back, and it's like a bad puppet, and it turns and like looks at. <laughs> Anything is possible in Wonderland. This is true. Anything is possible in Wonderland. And you know what? I completely lied. We're not going to finish off with Anne-Marie because we forgot Bobby from Bradenton. And my hey, voice Bobby. just <laughs> Bobby, what did you think? Um, I, to go against the grain, I actually liked the first part of the series. <laughs> well, somebody had to, I guess. Uh, <laughs> as soon as I saw the first, the, the 20-minute quote-unquote pilot and then... Uh, you know, that Jane Espenson was the one creating the show, I mm-hmm. was on board to the end as soon as I heard that. But uh, yeah. with a few, you know, bumps in the road, I actually, especially on the second viewing, I don't know if it helped on the second viewing knowing what was coming, mm-hmm. but I it was... For me. Like, Because we watched most of the first half. Right. And I, it was... Better. Yeah, it, it was like a, <laughs> it, was it, it was a completely different experience. <laughs> moments that were uneven were a little more even. And you sort of had a little allowances mm-hmm. because you're like, that's not really that important. I laughed less than <laughs> Jafar. Watch your hair do this. But my two favorite episodes were definitely the first episode and the last episode. Mm-hmm. My own. Oh, anyway. yeah. Well, they were yeah, they were good bookends. Definitely, definitely. Okay, uh, and we'll finish up a jet broad general overview, which has taken us a long time. Uh, <laughs> Amory, there's say? a lot of us. There is. Well, everybody's talking about how they love the second part, and I definitely agree. So I was really annoyed when the Canadian broadcast broadcasting station dropped Wonderland oh in the second oh part, and it was like, oh my goodness! So now where am I gonna go? So I, I luckily found it on. Um, on one of the U.S. channels that we get here, oh, that's... so I was able to finish it. But um, I had the same issues that Anne Marie had with the Queen in the beginning. Like her lips were just really, really distracting me, and I don't know her as an actress, so I don't know how she is. And I don't know if it was the writing for her or her acting skills or something, but I could just not get on board with her. And I, I was also expecting more of like an evil queen type Regina or Cora or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she just didn't didn't measure up to that. However, she was by the end. But in the beginning, that was one of the things that I was like, am I going to still watch this? But because I'm such a big Once fan, I kind of just went through and just did it. And I'm I happy that, that I stuck to it. I think that's what we did, too. We were just like, well, yeah. it's got to cross over at some point. We yeah, kind of have to be prepared there. for that. So, but you know what? I, I I will say going back and watching the first few episodes, it's a bit more apparent when you go back and watch it that the Red Queen was putting it on was a an facade. Axe. It was yeah. It, it was okay. a means to an end, which 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 makes it a little more forgivable that she was really really annoying. Uh, that yeah. bothered me. 
Did you ever bother you? Well, because I, I knew the Lewis Carroll quote where it was talking about the Red Queen having to be always cold and poised, opposed to Cora, or I, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, the Queen of Hearts, who was, like, passionate. And so, like, I knew from the beginning that she was going to be kind of cold and not as, like, out there as Cora. But to me, that made, like, when Anastasia come out, it made her moments more human. And I actually really appreciated that dichotomy between Red Queen and Anastasia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, I guess we'll get into our main topics. I, I will say we're planning on bringing in some people in Skype. Some people might be calling in, so we might have to interrupt you. Uh, but we, we, I'm, I'm just going to throw out some general points to everyone, and uh, we, we can just discuss them. And if, if we said we were going to call you on Skype, might be a couple more minutes, but we're having a good conversation, <laughs> we're getting so I hope you don't care. Uh, let's see here. I, just a, in general, I, I think we should probably all weigh in on the crossover character, which is a thing we were speculating about, uh, you know, the entire season. This is me weighing in. Michael Socha, the name. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you guys think of that overall? And do you think <laughs> any characters with him? And like, Yay! Um, it had to be him. What's that? I love it. I kind of hope Anastasia comes with her, with, with them. Yes. yes. It would be interesting to see her and Cinderella interact if they bring her mm. back. Yes, mm-hmm. that, that was it. my thought. Yeah, but it so almost seems that they only, do that. Oh, go ahead. So far, it's only been Anastasia, the name that has been said. So there's right. a possibility that it's rather Anastasia's going to get her ass off, literally, or get killed at some point, and having yeah. some tragic something happen to her. Again. Mm-hmm. Or they've been separated mm-hmm. because there has to be, or this is past Wonderland. Timeline Storybrook to Wonderland. Like he's coming back for like the television and all that kind of stuff. I'm gonna hook it all up in Wonderland. <laughs> That's how we'll do the crossover. Yeah, but if yeah. he's coming back, I mean, you can't really now separate him from Anna either because they just found mm-hmm. each other again right. and they yeah, seem right. to be all happy again. And they're all you know sitting next to each other's wedding. So bringing the knave over. I think because that was announced, I think they basically are keeping the fact that Anna might be coming over because I think when it was announced that the knave came, it wasn't sure if Anna was going to make it. Right. Yeah, or she might come in for like a guest appearance. Oh, go go to Storybrooke. I'll see you when you get back. And, uh, you know, just show up in one or two episodes or something. Did they say he was going to be a series regular for season seven? I, I, or four? They said season, season series regular, but does that... Be regular. Okay. That? Because I had I had ideas, but that makes them not happen. So yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I read an interview with Adam and Eddie where they said I couldn't something remember. along those lines I too. Remember. You know, one thing I was thinking, and this might be if you haven't caught up on Once Proper this week, uh, this might be a bit of a spoiler. But since they're kind of exploring the idea of changing the past over there too, and that's the one thing Jafar didn't get to, <laughs> maybe somehow by season's end, maybe she changes the past, which means that Once Upon a Time in Wonderland never happened at all. Oh, and maybe that's why Will's still running around with Robin Hood and his merry men. Thoughts? Wow. Like Bobby woke up in the like when Bobby was in the shower in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. It was all a dream. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that might be one way. Didn't all three genies stop being genies in the first place, thus making it really, really hard to change the past? At least through that method. Well, I I, I don't know if I, I think it was farther back when they were turned into genies. Like, was didn't they say it was like a hundred years? It was like a hundred years. Yeah, about a hundred so, years. Something. Yeah. It said many years. 
<laughs> I think <laughs> at some point they did. I think they did say a hundred at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um. But I, oh, by the way, folks, uh, for listeners of our podcast, we often reference magic juice. This, this is, is this week's magic this juice. This is the magic juice. It looks disgusting, right? It's coffee. It's it, almond milk. It's it, delicious. It's coffee and almond milk. So, and with, that's with it. magical powers. Yes. See, I just want to see Robin and, and Nave together again. Yes, mm-hmm. they had a really good interaction. And that's going to be a little bit of a fallout. I don't think they're going to be friends right away. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. I, I don't think Robin and Will Scarlet in the original story were very. Chummy. Bit chummy anyway. I mean, they, they, they were related, right? I think yes, they were related. Or half-brothers or something like that. Yeah. Half-brothers or something, mm-hmm. I think. They had, they had some sort of falling out, if I remember correctly. I don't know. It's been forever. That was, that was uh, great. But I can see Robin punching Will Scarlet if they ever, you know, saw each other in Storybrook. I mean, just see Robin not even saying anything, just walking up to him and sucker-punching him or something. Yeah. Nate would be the one that tells Robin that he looks like Macklemore, so... <laughs> <laughs> he does. Look at his haircut. He looks like I've been calling him Macklehood on my blogs. So. <laughs> you're never Mackle- like. Next time you see Robin when you're watching Once a Time, you're gonna just be like, "Oh my God, he's going to a thrift shop." Macklemore if he shopped at Cabela's. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> oh. Okay. So uh, we, I, I think, I think we've, uh, we've, we've established we're all pretty, pretty happy about that. Okay, and uh, this one I'll direct to someone specific, and hopefully it spills out into a big, broad conversation where I can kick back and take it easy. Uh, we'll, we'll start with Daniel. Daniel, uh, you know, we were advertised an epic love story at the beginning of the series. We, we kind of got two. Which was your favorite and why? I really like the Alice and Cyrus story because of how it ended. And it ended so beautifully in our podcast about the finale. We just kept using the words beautiful and appropriate over and over again to describe how everything ended. And especially just that the wedding scene and the way that they talked about love in the series was very not normal for Hollywood because of some of the things that Will even said about love, that it's dirty, it's about fighting and making up and about laughter and about struggles and that kind of stuff that that's not usually part of what we think of as happily ever after, but it was really neat to see them bring all of this out and in that wedding scene, the way that they, they made this so beautiful. So that's why I'm saying that's my favorite episode, my favorite love story in this, because they stuck through, they were committed, whereas Will and Anastasia, yeah, they had their, their falling out, and they got back together, but I really like the Cyrus and Alice love story. Okay, let's see. I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, turn that question over to eeny, meeny, miny. Bobby from Bradenton, what do you think? Uh, my favorite love story was Will and Dave. Will and Nave? Yeah. <laughs> he is kind of egotistical, so I guess in a sense he did. <laughs> I thought that you know the the last scene where two of their embrace was fitting because, in my opinion, the whole series was about the relationship between Will and Nave, and about how it takes friends to help you through your journey. You know, even though. They both lost love along the way. You know, they were there for each other. Who is yeah, he referring yeah. to again? I, Will Nave. Will and Anna. Oh, sorry, Will Alan. Anastasia. <laughs> I keep hearing Will Alice and Nave, but I'm going, in. I don't remember him fighting with himself, but. I said Alan. He loves himself. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Alan 
Aniston, right? right? You know, it was quite a few years between uh, Aniston. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I'm not kidding. Uh, let's see. No, I, I think it, the thing I always found interesting about it was Alice and Cyrus are more of the traditional fairy tale true love, and Will and Anastasia are more the real world loves. In the, like Daniel was saying, and Will said, uh, you know, loves complicated, loves messy, mm -hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I thought that was an interesting contrast to have in the show. What did you think, Amy? Um, I don't really know actually I, I mean like i said i wanted to like alice and cyrus but i think anastasia and the knave kind of became started becoming my favorite when i started seeing how their relationship kind of you know happened mm -hmm. but um and i kind of started liking alice and cyrus towards the end once you got to know because Cy in the beginning you didn't really know who cyrus was or how he became a genie i wanted to see more of his background before I became, you know, decided on, oh yes, they're the, you know, they're the one true couple that I want together on, you know, that I ship on the on the yeah. show. So um, I liked kind of like the Nave and Anastasia more, but I also, <laughs> in a funny way, I kind of also like Percy and um, Mrs. Rabbit more too. I, like their, um, I didn't even yeah. think about throwing them out there. <laughs> they, they were good. I personally, I ship uh, the White Rabbit and the Jabberwocky, oh, but that's yeah. that's just me. Uh, <laughs> I, you just wanted a weird ship. Jabber Rabbit is, is the name. <laughs> Jabbit, Jabbit. Jabbit. I ship the Jabbit. I ship the Jabbit. All right, let's see here. Um, eeny, meeny, miny. Win. what did you think? What was your favorite romance? Oh, definitely I'd have to go with the Nave and Anastasia. I really never saw any chemistry between Alice and Cyrus, and they were just kind of boring for me through most of the series. And yeah, I think definitely. I agree with everyone who says the Nave and Anna, it was more like a real give and take, troublesome, rocky road relationship. And that made it more interesting for me. And, you know, I, I think, too, like the main relationship that I found interesting throughout the entire thing, and I think we touched on this and some of our listeners touched on this last week, was the relationship between Will and Alice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, there you go. It, it almost felt like it should have gotten romantic at some point. But I yeah, actually thought they were going to make out there in the last the end, scene, yeah. like when they ran slow mo. <laughs> no. Like I was like, "What are they doing?" I almost wanted something to happen with them. <laughs> <laughs> just that little twist. Yeah, yeah like the, the best bit. friends are in a way like a, a love of its own. Like I, I will kill a man if they get between me and my best friends because you know that the love between friends is just as strong as romantic love. I agree with that. Mm, yeah. That's the one love that I don't think it's emphasized enough that you could love somebody who's just your friend and they could be like your sister or your brother and that you would literally go out of your way to kill anybody who harms them. I, look at Ruby and David. Uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, they, they touched on that a little bit, like uh, when um, Emma gave Henry true love's kiss to break the curse yes. and all that. So. A mother's love. There, there are many kinds of true love. Um, true let's see love. Here. You know, I'm, I'm going to say, I, I'm going to give it three, and we'll move on to the next topic. If no one else has anything to say, I know we didn't hit everybody, but three, I'll two. I'll just say who I want pretty quickly. Okay. Who I was good, since it's, I think Amy touched upon it, but I will still say it, I... I found the white rabbit and the missing white rabbit of I am sorry, it is I think it's one of the most interesting concepts where you see that level of support where the white I think around the end what I think I loved about it is like 
when she's white rat miss I think Mrs. White Rabbit I think was finally saved. Sorry, hold on guys. Sorry, uh pe people who have my Skype uh thing, uh, I'll call you <laughs> when we get it get it ready too, because it's pumping into the hangout too, so. Oh sorry, go ahead. I think when I saw the white rabbit with the Mrs. White Rabbit and that level of support where she's saying, you know, I'll stay with my I'll stay with my mother, just go and do what you have to do. And that's kind of a good relationship where it makes me curious more about them. So hopefully I at one point we'll get to see them again since they're the portals. Right. Just make the portal so it is if anybody could travel to time, I think it'll probably be him. Hmm. Or at least who has the potential. Uh, he told yeah. you what electricity was, so he's obviously been in worlds before that yeah. has electricity. He he's a traveler for sure. He gets around. <laughs> Travel here a little here, little Real quick, real quick. Okay. Sorry, real quick. My my synopsis of the two main love stories, Cyrus and Alice, was prim, proper, and vanilla, kind of boring. And <laughs> the knave and Anastasia was passionate and sparks and awesome. <laughs> nice. Okay, with with Cyrus and Alice, I actually found that that was a, a love at first sight, and then they're instantly taken apart from each other. And then when they get back together, they're really like, okay, now what do we do? Yeah, like that's I really nice. felt like that's okay, what it felt was, like. Yeah. yeah. So even by the time they got married, I felt like their relationship hadn't had enough time to really blossom like the uh, the Nave and Anna because they really had time together, get to know each other, while Alice and Will really didn't have that time because they were, most of the time, they were basically apart. It was, it, it's the difference between showing and telling storytelling. Um, because we were, it's like, it's how I feel about Eric and Ariel in the main show, because we're, we're told that they love each other, but we haven't actively seen it um, yeah. really that much. While with like R Will and Anastasia and Rumpel and Belle, we actively saw them fall in love together. Mm -hmm. mm. You guys have caused me to change my mind. You changed your mind? Woohoo! Daniel, Okay, uh, here, uh, guys, if you can stay quiet for a minute, we'll, we're going to move on to talk about the villains in just a second. We're going to bring on Tim Peters, who's uh, been, been a guest of ours before, uh, just, just to get his, his basic overview of what he thought of the show. So we're going to call him now. I apologize for the Skype sounds, but I can't find them to turn them off because I'm not wearing my glasses. Ow. Let's see if he answers. Yeah, it is kind of loud, huh? That's... Hopefully, you'll pick up soon. <laughs> is he gonna pick up? Tim? Yeah. Tim? Hi, yeah. Tim. How's it going? Hey, what's up? How are you? <laughs> excellent, excellent. We were gonna. Uh, you're live on on uh, the Google Plus Hangout, and uh, we were just. Uh, we figured we'd uh, go ahead and pull you in and get your overall impression of the series as a whole. I know you. Talked to us about, I think, the second or third to last episode a few weeks yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, tell you, what did you think about the series? Hey, so I really, really enjoyed uh, Once Upon a Time uh, in Wonderland, you know, as a whole. Hello. Hello. Hell, hell, We're yeah, here. Yeah, sorry, you have a little background noise going on, Tim. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to listen to the podcast. Oh, okay. uh, probably, probably have it on there too. Oh, well, you know what, Tim? Uh, uh, just, just, just a second. I'll, I'll close. Okay. Just a second. Sorry. 
I, well, we usually sing on the podcast. Maybe Hello. we should sing with um, Hello. Hello. Oh, there we go. Okay. I don't have the podcast on in the background anymore, so I don't okay, hear yeah. two of me. <laughs> although, too, although, um, so here, uh, here's my random first thought. Uh, since uh, I'm on with all of these uh, internet celebrities, I should one day like uh, make a once upon a time blog, and I know what I'll call it. I'll what? call it. I'll I'll name it after the blind seer because I am a blind once upon a time fan. <laughs> Excellent, nice. excellent. That, that, You're like your own seer. Yeah, you've you've told me before. Uh, you know, we've tried it a bit and stuff. You actually, uh, they actually do uh, kind of like a audiobook recording over the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, audio, audio, right? audio described. Yeah, uh, like they have it for other shows. They, uh, I haven't found, uh, I haven't found a match for this one, but you know, I have hope. Anyways, but Wonderland, yes. So. Wonderland, um, I have a lot of the same opinions as the ones that I've already heard. Um, to add to those opinions, let's see. Oh, you want to know what would have been cool? Is if the Jabberwocky had interacted with the uh, the Cheshire Cat and just ruled the show from the beginning. That, yes. That's that's the show that I would have written. Jabberwocky and Cheshire would have been awesome. Yeah, because the Jabberwocky was kind of feline in her body movements yeah. anyway. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. They would you know, have been a good match. Good. But yeah, that, that, that's my that my crack chip for uh, for once upon a time in Wonderland. Okay, so I, I'm not even sure what you would call it, Jabbercat. There. Jabbercat. 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 All right, like, Tim. Uh, we're gonna let you go now. We're probably gonna have some more guests later on, but we're gonna get back oh, to. I, the I have uh, I, I have one more uh, news. Right. I have news. I have news. Oh yeah, it's, you break, have news. it's breaking news. Um, right. NBC is making. A uh, Wonderland show. So stay tuned to that in the fall. That is very interesting, actually. Can you send us? Do you have a link to that? Um, I I do have a link. I will email you the link later. Okay. Excellent. We'll put that in the show notes for this episode too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Did they have any info on uh, actors, directors? Um, I'm I'm sure I'm sure that they do, and I'm sure that you know if they don't, there will be a Wikipedia page up within like two weeks. Yeah. Oh yeah. I should be able to get that, that background noise out too. It sounded like he was by an air conditioner. Maybe, maybe, maybe a fan. Like okay. Keeping company. Okay. Thank, thank you very much Tim, yes. for calling in though. Okay. Uh, next up the villains. Uh, you know, we have, mm-hmm. we have two different, main villains, really, and I guess one of them kind of converted towards the end. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but basically, Jafar and the Red Queen were the, the big villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, I kind I was thinking about it, and really, it's almost four characters uh, for those two villains, because the, the difference between the both of them, between mm-hmm. uh, halves of the season, was so stark that I almost feel like we should discuss them as different characters. I know we've uh, come up to them, or talked to them about them a little bit already. Uh, but uh, you know what? Let's start with Jafar because I I didn't like him very much the first half yeah, of the no. season. Like, uh, what did you guys think of Jafar over there all? And I'll I'll open this up to anyone. So I found Jafar some of the writing that they did for Jafar to make him funny wasn't didn't play out that well, mm-hmm. and it took away some of his evilness. Because I really like the way that they tried to make him set to like he was 
Kira like had no mercy. He had nothing. The only thing that he wanted to fight for was his daddy's love. And even then, in the end, he went, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, so having some of the really like, like the lines that he put in that are supposed to be delivered like funny or sarcastic funny or something took away some of that evilness in him. And I didn't like that. If they wouldn't have done it or if they would have played it a little funnier, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it would have stayed more of like, oh, my goodness, Jafar is like the all bad. Yeah, they did a lot of like like really weird like ultra dramatic like dramatic hamster or chipmunk or whatever it was like mm-hmm. panins on him too, which <laughs> yeah, just broke whatever dramatic tension. Right. Okay. Yeah. And don't forget the surf, um, the surfing stance on the carpet the first time. <laughs> oh my god! I looked yes. at that and I said, "Are you kidding me? Seriously, Naveen, you took money for that?" And he's a good actor. He's a fantastic yeah. actor. That's why oh, yeah. I'm I thought it was kind of cheesy. He was kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The time. Um, and the way they end, the way they turned him into a genie, to me, was kind of expected, probably because of the Disney movie and all that. Exactly. Yeah. The line that I kind of thought of it happened was that line in the movie, um, all the cosmic power and all that. Itty bitty living space. Yeah. Line from uh, the, that line popped into my head. I didn't even think about the movie. <laughs> it makes me miss the Iago. Yeah. 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 See, they could have had Iago for comedic relief instead of having Jafar be his own comedic relief. You know. Exactly. And they have to give you And how in the heck are you going to convince him to come in? Oh, do you mind me praising this role for once upon a time? Mm-hmm. And then. Try to find a parrot that looks kind of like could talk. <laughs> well, I'm sure Gilbert well, Godfrey could have been. Or worse, CGI parrot. <laughs> That's oh, no. Or, to, or turn it into a person, a human being, a small little tiny person. Yes. <gasps> a small person. Or, mm-hmm. like, I, seriously, I, I'm serious. Gilbert Godfrey in like a red jacket. <laughs> that would he, need, he needs some work. He needs work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. for me yeah. well go ahead hope oh, i was just gonna say um jafar i feel like I, I i did enjoy him um and it wasn't because of his words and his dialogue it was because of his actions um i always felt like the stakes around jafar were always bigger than once proper because you know in once proper they had like save henry save storybrook but this was if we don't stop jafar he's going to break magic and minus the finale, because the way they presented it, it felt like it was going to break magic in all the realms and affect millions of lives. Mm-hmm. So I was upset when it only applied to him and Amara, because I felt like the stakes had been so high the entire show. Yeah. And then and that felt really flat to me. But going back to Jafar, his actions were always brutal. He had probably the highest body count in the show that we've seen, that we've seen. Because, you know, Rumpel is several hundred years old. So we've actually physically seen him kill more people than probably anybody else in the show. And I think that's what made him scary was his actions. Oh, go ahead. And the... Uh, to add to that, and the fact that at least with Rumpelstiltskin, at least you could make a deal with this guy. If you don't do what he says, he'll just kill you, that's it. Yeah. No other way of describing it. You do what Tweedle yeah. in a box. Yeah, you just had to kill Tweedles to get ahead. Oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah. No, I am the queen of. I will. I'm like. I love really corny bad jokes. I have no shame that I just like burst out laughing. You're punny. You're punny then. I am. She's very punny. Exactly. I am. My name is Hope. I hope I have a hopefully hopeful day. 
the primary difference for me between <laughs> Rumple and Jafar, in that they're both, you know, pretty evil characters, is that Rumple had a really noble reason for being the way he was. He wanted to save his son from, you know, fighting the Ogre Wars, which... Right. And then, of course, everything he did after that was to bring his son back. So, I mean, it was all about his son. It wasn't this, I'm, I'm just this whiny little waif, street waif, who um, my father's the sultan and he doesn't love me, so I'm going to wreak revenge on him. I'm like, seriously, dude, grow up a little bit. Well, his father <laughs> did kill him and roll him up in a carpet. Right. Well, he kind of did. Okay, so that did have that. When I, right. When I saw that part, I'm like, okay, okay. Now he's not just whiny brat. He's not just a whiny brat. But up until that point, I was like, you are the whiniest little brat. Seriously, you need to get over this. I wonder. So you're, you're dropping the context there. The context is he was the sultan, so of course it's okay. It's okay. For- <laughs> well, he wasn't his firstborn anyway, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. I thought he was. Was no, he was, I think he was older than the other. He was other older than the other, was, than the other oh, boys. Yeah, and he was smarter. That was the... Oh, yeah, he was. Smarter. <laughs> Did so. anyone else love the Sultan until he tried to murder Jafar? And then you're just yeah. like, I really want to love you, but now I can't. But see, part of me still did. I still, I still love the Supernazi. No, he wasn't there's the like another. There's another person that we don't know about. I yeah. saw him as a, a redeemable character. Almost mm-hmm. because of what he did, he was he was trying to make up for it, I guess a little bit while he was in prison or whatever. Because mm-hmm. you know, trying to make it up with Cyrus, I guess, trying to help him out, even though yeah. he didn't really do anything for Jafar. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, he, he was he was very much angled against Jafar too, which you know, Jafar is a baddie, so mm-hmm. so they, that makes him lovable. <laughs> when we're talking about baddies, I have a question then, like for Jabberwocky. The first time when she was introduced, I was literally scared. And then the episodes after that, she just, it felt like she was just the minion of Jafar. And I know that he had the dagger and she was Mm -hmm. seriously believing that he was going to give it back. But all that evilness that I saw in the first episode when she was introduced, it kind of fell flat because of the episodes that followed. What did you guys think? I I had the opposite effect. I thought she just became progressively scarier. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree with Hope. It kind of, she kind of became scarier, but I also think she became forgotten because after she got stabbed to the wall for, to the final, for the final time, we never saw her again, and I kind of wanted to know what happened to her after that. Like, did they free her and use right, her? She's kind of scary to free. Jabberjack. <laughs> Jabberjack. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I always I questioned why none of these guys knew what the Jabberwocky was. Like, Cyrus and Will had no idea, and Alice was like, seriously, guys, it's the, just go read a book. <laughs> but yeah, they have no idea. Go look, it's in oh a book. Jabberwocky. <laughs> <laughs> Read the Jabberwocky poem. Uh, what's in that magic juice again? Uh, just coffee, coffee and all oh, right. That's special her. coffee. Okay. Wait, the blood of Lavar Burton. Oh my God. We're casting a dark curse tonight. Apparently. <laughs> okay, so under um, villains, we're going to add Bill Meeks. <laughs> you know what? I I, we were I will be a hero. I I, I was going to talk about uh, the Red Queen, but uh, she's kind of boring. Uh, as far as a villain, okay. We also, I think we also have her in the heroes column. We do have her in the heroes column. <laughs> so let's talk Make about up your the mind. heroes. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. she was a little back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was. See, I'm, 
I'm trying to think of someone we haven't talked about too much. You know what? I, I don't even have it on the notes here. Lizard. <gasps> I'll talk about Lizard. There was a collective inhale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in, in fact, I think that's all I need to do. I'm going to say Lizard, and then I'm going to leave it to you guys. Go ahead. I didn't like her at first. I, I, I thought her first introduction was probably the worst acting I've ever seen ever on any TV show. But, wow. <laughs> but the next time and when she changed and, and all this, I said, there's a depth to this character. And I was really interested. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know all the stories before, all their adventures and all that. And then she and was then gone. She and it was like, that's it? Yeah, let me just yeah. tell you, he loved that dress. I did. <laughs> that's really when he I, fell in love with Lizard. I, he didn't okay. care for her much before that, but he yes. saw her in the dress and he went, oh, wow, she is such an interesting character. I hope we see more of her. <laughs> okay. There you go. I'm not going to lie. It was a very pretty dress, and she looked good in it. But, yeah, that's my husband. Mom cream. Plum queen? Yeah. Yeah. Plum. Right. <laughs> lizard I actually queen. thought Lizard was um well, I actually wanted to see the relationship between Lizard and Anastasia because to me, after she died and Anastasia found her, I felt like they knew each other. But we never actually got to see how they knew each other. Mm-hmm. But she the way she looked the way Anastasia looked at her when when she found her dead, it mm-hmm. seemed like you know, that she was sad, like she lost a friend. Not necessarily, oh, there's just some random dead person where my boyfriend was supposed to be. So right. that was the probably the one thing I really wanted to know about her was the relationship between those two and how they knew each other. I think she just had a bigger story overall to tell we just didn't yeah. get. Her story was very short-lived, that. definitely. Right. Mm-hmm. If there had been a season two, I would hope that they would have explored that a little further. Yeah, I, I I just wonder why they didn't credit uh, George R. R. Martin in the in the writing for that episode because you know it, they get you to care about him and they just cut him down at the knees. Awful. Come well, on, that's what Gene Espenson does too. Uh-huh. This is this is very true, except for uh, what is it? Uh, Andy Richter controls the universe. They, there wasn't a lot of that going on there. I, I actually just found out I was listening to I think uh, Nerdist Writers panel this week. And she actually wrote for that show, which I, if you haven't checked out that show, it's very funny. Has a Andy Richter, obviously. Um, but I think it was that one. It might have been Andy Barker, P.I. I'm completely <laughs> that's, that's a great podcast. <laughs> it is. The train has left the station, apparently. <laughs> totally fine. Totally fine. It's on a different track. Uh-huh, okay, so, yeah. Okay, th- th- this is a normal episode for us. This so, really lately. There's uh, a Nerdist Writers Panel podcast with Adam and Eddie, and they actually talked a little bit, like about a, six months to a year before Wonderland came, and now we're back mm-hmm. on track. Thank Yay. you. Somebody had to be able to bring it around. <laughs> Okay. I did think it was interesting that they yeah, made the Lizard, the character of Lizard, a girl. Because mm-hmm. in, yeah. in the book, it was a man, and he was like a handyman. Bill the Lizard. Mm-hmm, Bill the Lizard. <laughs> but once tends to do that, though. They do right. that. Yeah. That is they, true. They, they well, making the Jabberwocky a human being, that was another thing, too. Well, same as Jack. Yeah. I know it's uh, once yeah. proper, right. but Jack was right. a girl. So. God, yep. I wish, where was she in Wonderland? Because she was supposedly slayed the Jabberwocky. Mm-hmm. The, oh, the, maybe the whole, she was lying. The whole Jabberwalker thing, Jabberwalker, Jabberwalky <laughs> thing, it, it's a crossover between Walking Dead and Once Upon a Time. Like, <laughs> oh my God, that's really scary. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You know that I actually thought that when 
zombie army was race, and yeah. I was like, The Walking Dead. That was a first reaction. Sorry, I, I had to throw that in. back. Uh, no, 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 no. What was no, I was saying? Zombies. I was talking about the Jabberwocky, and <laughs> yes. I complete. Okay, actually, you know what? I'll say. What do you guys think? Was the did the Jabberwocky ultimately end up being a hero or a villain? I kind of felt sorry for it. I a hero. Dark, yeah, anti-dark kind of gray area. Like a Punisher kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> or Deadpool. Fair enough. She, I, I, she was a I, pawn. I was... A pawn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She was she just was a pawn in the game. game but she was also playing her own game. But she was like, well, yeah, I'm not going to part thing anymore. Yeah. So, you know, it was a little unclear though what her ultimate goal was, because obviously she wanted to be to have Jafar be far away from that dagger and have her freedom, and she said she would go away. But where... I think that was her goal was to get out of Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah. her only goal was mm-hmm. she wanted to move on. She wanted to look like Daryl Hannah and Blade Runner. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jabberwocky basically was the dark one, mm-hmm. but like the previous dark one, the controlled dark one. If she would have her own knife or her own mm-hmm. dagger, she would be Rumple, basically. Oh, that she would be kind of cool. A female Rumple. Oh. She just wanted to curl up uh, in, in a beam of sunlight with uh, some lasagna in the Cheshire Cat. Uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> that will never happen. Okay, uh, let's see here. Cyrus, and I'll, I'll go ahead and extend this to his brothers, too. Uh, what, what did you guys think? Of, it, really, that backstory episode. I mean, why, why didn't they include Aladdin anywhere? Uh, they, that's my big question. <laughs> Uh, that was my that, question too. <laughs> I I think I have an idea why. Okay. It depends on context. A lot of times in like at least with Once Upon a Time, you didn't realize if you never saw Skin Deep, if they never showed you that episode, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be, unless you look at the context and some of the storylines, you will never be able to figure out Marvel's thing was the beast. It's the same thing with Aladdin. You have to look at the context of the character to see who matches up with the storyline that they're giving in the Aladdin story. Okay. Mm-hmm. And depending on the version, it could differ. The original one, the original Aladdin was a lazy bum. <laughs> a lazy bum. Wait. Cry, Please get a job every night. <laughs> Yeah, Aladdin and the Disney version was basically a street rat. He never had a lot of going for him except for the fact that he could steal. Nobody's ever given offered him a job because he's just that he's just that weirdo kid in the corner. <laughs> so you have to look at who matches up. For the Disney version, the person from at least from the show's context who matches up perfectly would be the knife. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it's, it's but the same. then who's Jasmine? Uh, the Red Queen, obviously. The, yeah, I mean, well, I guess. Yeah, actually, yeah. that would make sense because you know, in the movie, Jafar was putting moves on Jasmine too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. trying to marry her yeah. to yeah, put himself in the throne. Light bulb, light bulb going off. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I yeah. mentioned the original version. The original version, mm-hmm. it looks like. Cyrus is more connected, so it depends I, on which angle you're going at. Well, well, I just kind of had a thought. What if the younger version of Jafar was kind of considered the Aladdin because he was kind of, to me, he looked like he the street, street rat. rat beggar kind mm-hmm. of person. So maybe 
in his younger years, he was considered Aladdin. But grew up in Jafar. I mean, it's that whole double character thing That's that one kind of tends to do. You know, and that would make sense for them to make the same person be like kind of the hero and the villain. Yeah. So and, and the, Aladdin and Jafar's main motivations are both get a genie, or you know, yeah, or genie related. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Interesting. Although one of Cyrus's brothers did was a genie of the lamp, so who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, look very carefully. One of the bottles was actually a lamp, so it is possible there was an actual, another Aladdin out there that we haven't yeah. seen. Yeah, so maybe Jafar got the that lamp from Aladdin, and that was just a story we never saw, which is oh, a shame. That's true. But uh, th- then again, they also like to double up thematically and everything on characters too. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's see here. And I, I I know we had touched on this a little bit, but uh. What did everyone think about Alice overall? I, and I'll, I'll just go ahead and lead off with my thoughts. Um, the, I, I enjoyed Alice. I, and I, you know, in a, a sense, I appreciated sort of the, uh, the uh, warrior princess kind of Alice thing that they had going on. But I didn't think, it, I mean, they had some examples of it, but I didn't think she was nearly as clever as she was in the books. Snore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Amory, how do you? <laughs> I have no idea. I never was entertained by her. Mm-hmm. I wanted to punch her a couple of times because she was being a snotty little brat. That's pretty extreme. I did not like from beginning to end. Like, what didn't you like about her? She was a snotty little brat, and it felt very self-serving the mm-hmm. entire time. She never wanted to help, especially once she got Cy- um, Cyrus back. Mm-hmm. She could have given a rat's patukas about mm-hmm. anybody else. Yeah, if he it, had to say no, dear, we're going to help him. The knave had to like throw throw her off a cliff. <laughs> okay, no, but she, yeah, and Marie, no, but yeah. the thing was, is I actually felt the same way throughout the series, and I was thinking about that this week, and then I got to the point of like, okay, she went to Wonderland when she was really little. It looked right. like she'd gone back a few times, right? And when she was telling her dad about it, he never believed it. So she went actually as far as going through to, uh, what was it? She was going to go and get a lobotomy? Was that what she was going to get at the hospital? Basically just because her entire life from a little child all the way up to the ATTs now, she was being ignored and not believed. So when she finally had the chance to actually go and get what she wanted, she became that. doesn't take away the fact that I still thought she was a brat while she was doing it. However, while thinking through that, I thought it was a little bit more expected for for her because she was like, nobody ever believed me. I'm on my own. Forget everything. I'm going to go after what I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She just I don't know. She just felt, mm-hmm. she felt boring to me. Like yeah. she actually didn't feel like she had very much to her. I don't think the character so much is the problem. I'm yeah. sorry to say that. I unfortunately think that it was the casting choice for me, oh, anyway. Yeah. I was like, really uh, excited name, from the Sophie beginning. Lowe? Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, she's a very lovely girl, and I'm sure she's a very sweet girl, but the fact is is that she was not Alice for me. She didn't play the, because Alice did have that fierce warrior spirit, and she did, you know, have that passion of, you know, why doesn't anybody believe me? Why can't I get that? And and we just didn't see that come through. I don't know what it was about Sophie, but she just wasn't 
It didn't work. Something was something was missing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the first couple of episodes, mm-hmm. she mumbled so much. I was like, what in the heck did she just say? Bloody Did anybody else have that problem? <laughs> yeah. well, I like different parts of her. I mean, some of it was, I guess for me, it was personality issues. I, I liked her less the second half once she and um, Cyrus got back together. Yeah. Because especially when um, he said, you need to trust the Red Queen. We're going to go help her, like in that very beginning. And she was like, no, I don't trust her. And, I'm, and I was just thinking, well, if you don't trust, you don't have to trust her, but you have to trust him because he does right. trust her. Right. That was my that was my big issue with her was just the fact that it, to me it seemed like she didn't trust him after all oh. that, after all of that she did not trust him or trust his judgment on who to trust I guess. And I think that ties back very well with what somebody said earlier about the relationship that their love was a love at first sight and then they really didn't have a whole lot of time to get to know each other very well before they were separated. Right. So it, it does highlight, it, and then that's what I felt even on the second half was that their relationship took a little bit of a um, a battering because they were so new at this relationship, technically. They were they still hadn't new developed real, it. They still were really new at it when they got married. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They don't, they don't know each other, like, nope. at all. Yeah. Nope, not really. That's why I was kind of rooting for Nave and Alice, because they actually knew each other. <laughs> And they were actually best friends, you know, and they kind of knew each other. So I could have saw them getting together more, I guess, than I could Alice and Cyrus. Yeah, but can you imagine if they if they did get together? Now they're bringing him over to Wonderland. Do we really want her in Wonderland? I mean, in Storybrooke? No. She needs to stay in Wonderland. She'd be messing with the refrigerator all day. (laughs) Oh, that would be hilarious. (laughs) Get her a job at Granny's, serving hot chocolate with. Oh, I wonder how she'll react. And the outfit Ruby wearing. No thanks. Yeah, it kind of uh, felt their relationship the second half of the season kind of felt almost like, what if uh, the lights came back on and after the end scene of Romeo and Juliet and they happened to survive? <laughs> like, oh, hi. Oh, oh, hi. I was oh willing to kill myself, uh, but you're alive. Uh, hi. What do uh, I do? Yeah. It was very yeah. awkward. It was very awkward. Yeah. Right. Okay, I actually thought see. they were going to split up. I was kind of rooting for that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, to me, it kind of felt like almost like when you're in a long distance relationship and you haven't seen a person for that long. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the, in the beginning, I, I liked how they were kind of re-getting to know each other, but it was sort of like I was hoping that they would see that it just wasn't working and they would be incredibly good friends. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then she would go and take off his will. <laughs> <laughs> Only if Anastasia stayed dead for more than a day. Or the Cheshire Cat. I'm trying to pair everyone up with the Cheshire Cat tonight. <laughs> Yes. Okay, let's see here. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on. And I, th- I think what we're going to do here is we're going to just move straight down the line. If a discussion pops up, I'm not going to kill it. But uh, I don't we're know We're going to move down the line. Yeah, there was an awkward pause there. Yes. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay uh, favorite moment. And uh, we'll, go, we'll just go ahead and da- go down the line, starting with Anne-Marie. Fa- favorite uh, moment of the series as a whole. I actually thought about that before you wrote it down. My favorite moment was the fairy fairy and her, um, uh, her, her, not reaction, her interaction with Will. Yeah. Just, it was just priceless. I loved it. And he was like, I dislike water. And he just w- still went with her. You could just see it coming from a mile away and mm-hmm. she just drops them. And I thought it was priceless. We didn't, 
we kind of got the gist of what happened between the two of them. I wish we'd known a little bit more, but I know time-wise they couldn't do that. But that yeah. was just amazing. I loved it. Oh, definitely. And me, me and Anne-Marie were re-watching that episode today, and we realized Alice was, like, very threatening to that turtle for no reason to the mock turtle. I know. She's like, <laughs> you will do what I say. I'm like, like I just so stab it. It would have gone. It's a turtle. Yeah, you probably could have asked nicely. It's <laughs> a turtle. Put, like, a little carrot on a string. I know, that would have been better than a night of throat. Yeah, she was like, make us or die, turtle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amy, what was your favorite moment of the series? Well, I'm a Robin Hood fan. I've always been a Robin Hood fan. I've always liked the mo- any sort of movie, TV show dealing with Robin Hood. So the fact that they were able to cross him over to the show and make Will, Will Scarlet, kind of made me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, my other favorite was Cora, how they were able to bring her in and how, you know, she was the one who took Will's heart and how she was actually involved in the fact that Will and Anna weren't together, you know, cause they could have been together since she was leaving um, to go meet him at some point, but then Cora mm-hmm. stepped in. And I thought that was kind of an interesting thing that no one else kind of, I don't, I mean, I could have been wrong, but I don't remember them actually bringing it up after it happened at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Core is always always about the deep seated manipulation yeah. <laughs> stuff for sure. Okay, uh, Bobby, uh, what what was your favorite moment of the series? Um, I like the few moments. Uh, although I agree with you that Alice wasn't great as a whole, I like the few moments that she did get to shine. <clears throat> Sorry, specifically the uh, the first season, uh, mostly comprised of the twenty minutes that was like the quote unquote pilot with her uh-huh. breaking uh, out of the prison and whatnot. Um, yeah. I also like the reconciliation with her father, because I've always been that, like, daddy. I, I've field of dreams, I cry every time I see the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I've always, uh, that's always been a soft, soft spot in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's it, really. And anytime the name got to show his knowledge of the modern world, like mentioning Care Bears and... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's a Care Bear? Never mind. You, Never mind. you know, one thing with the name, of course. He, he could have said Bloody Hell a few more times in the show. <laughs> I agree. Bloody Hell! They, they just didn't let him say that enough. They dropped off towards the end there, though. It did. That's it probably because we all pointed it out. I feel like it could have been a drinking game. Like, how many... <laughs> If, if, if you want to die, it could have been interesting. <laughs> I've heard oh, yeah. it more by now since I watched the first uh, uh, whole, whole season, yeah. Watch it at two times speed, so yeah, I know that would be awesome. <laughs> okay, uh, Daniel, Daniel, what was your favorite moment of the series? Cora. <laughs> Yay. I, yeah. I try to stay spoiler-free in watching yeah. both shows, and so... I had heard that Barbara Hershey would be on the show at some point, but I didn't know when that was. So when it showed up, I was thrilled. And in my notes, every time I typed her name, it was all caps. I was just so excited to see Cora in the episode. And then that same episode was also when we went back to Storybrooke from Wonderland, which I loved that and all of those connections. But since those have already been kind of mentioned, my other favorite moment was learning who Anastasia really was. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, that was kind of a, a surprise, too, because at first she thought she was just going to be, you know, uh, her and Jafar were like generic villain duo. Right. But then when you realize she has a personal connection to your favorite character, because everyone's favorite character was Will, Will I'm assuming. It seemed it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, it, it it just brought a whole new dimension to her. And like I said, going back and rewatching it after the fact, uh, you can definitely kind of see that she's working with the cave there too, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Okay, uh, when what was your favorite moment? My favorite moment when Jafar freed the Jabberwocky and she immediately got into his head and tormented him with the memories of his near drowning. Because I love that that threw him off his game, but at the same time, he immediately bounced back from that and just became as evil as he could possibly be through the rest of the series. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very nice. Good. Okay, uh, let's see. Hope, uh, what was your favorite moment? Um, Probably a toss-up between Will trying to figure out the carpenter and the whole time he was just like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> And then my, probably my other favorite line, I, I laughed so hard that I had to actually pause because I was laughing so hard, was when Will first gets freed by Lizard, and he's like, Mistress Mine, my will be done. Give me your wishes three. Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the laugh just thinking about it. Like pretty much any time Will opened his mouth and a one-liner came out, I just, yeah. I, I loved it. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely the king of the one-liner. He's the knave of hearts, the king of the one-liners. I can't wait to see him with some of the other sassy characters like Hook or Rumple, and just see them just have one-liner offs. Or... Uh, yeah, like him and Hook are going to have such a interesting... Oh, that's going to be amazing. <laughs> Magic comes with a price, dearie. Bloody, Bloody hell. hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Jeff and Colleen, what were your favorite moments? <clears throat> uh, well, I'm I'm kind of with Bobby here, and I, I love the reconciliation. We don't see a lot of that in Once Upon a Time normally, but I love that scene, and I also love the noble scenes when uh, Will was noble, and it was just just so amazing. I also love the scene with uh, Jafar and his father when his father and he were redeemed at the end and then of course Jafar just ruined it but it was just those moments are are my favorite so for me any scene that Will was in was awesome just because he was fantastic (laughs) but specifically my favorite was when he sacrificed himself to make sure that Alice didn't die yeah oh yeah yeah that was my absolute favorite scene Mm -hmm. yeah he sacrificed himself for her which was awesome considering she didn't really deserve it at that point that was my <laughs> Okay, and uh, Patty, we'll uh, end with you. Well, I'm going to ask Anne-Marie, too. Uh, but go ahead, Patty. Um, I think it's a toss-up between two scenes. The first scene, I think I think both of them, my, my favorites have already been mentioned, so I guess I'm just re-mentioning it and not going into much detail. The first is when the knave does make the wish to free Alice of the curse of that way she lives even though he's going to die. I found that to be a pretty good scene. And the other one is Silver Miss dropping him in the water. (laughs) 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 I just hope we get to see I do see some funny scenes from the Tinkerbell one that I found online and and I usually find Rosetta there, so I'm wondering where the heck she is since she's hilarious in those. <laughs> right. But yeah, just dropping him and oh yeah, you dumped me. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna scream that. <laughs> hey, everybody likes to see a bad guy got got. 
Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, Anne Marie, we'll end with you. What was your favorite moment? Well, I, I'll I'll do one too. Go ahead. Oh, are you good? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say because you know I've been a big fan of many of the things like the Cora and all that, mm-hmm. but probably Will and Anastasia's kiss when he got his heart back. Mm-hmm. And the slow motiony around, yeah, the around. The, it's just us, yeah. basically, and then drama. But you know that kiss <laughs> was really nice. Yes, it was. And, uh, you know, to, to match with you, uh, my favorite moment of the series was, was when any... his heart was ripped out? No. <laughs> any Anytime Jafar and the Red Queen made out, it did not gross oh. me out at all. Oh, and no. I was completely fine with it, and I loved it. And no. I'm completely sarcastic. That kind of summed it up for all of us. <laughs> yeah, because we were going to have to take your once card away. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than the Disney version where Jasmine is making out with Jafar. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. 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 So gross. So many kinds of ew. The only thing that would be grosser is Jafar making out with the Cheshire cat. The cat is now the thing. All right, and uh, we'll end it here in Daniel out of this point, which I think is very relevant. Uh, most people who listen to the podcast know me and Anne Marie's ideas on this, but I'll throw it out to all of you. If they did another Once Upon a Time spinoff series, what would you like to see? Would you More like Neverland. More oh, yeah. Neverland. Yeah, that's been our answer. Is uh, we we'd like a a Neverland prequel with uh, you know, Ca- Captain Hook and Peter Pan and I, Bay, Young and Bay, Tinkerbell. Young Bay. We want the season. We want the season finale of it to be when Henry lands. Yeah, yeah. We want it to mm-hmm. end where we already know. Mm-hmm. Well, they better get started working on that. <laughs> no, seriously, if you think about it, because the kids that play the teenagers and the young kids, they're gonna be too old by the time it happens. Thankfully, they really, really only need the two. Yeah. They really only need the two, and I think they're old enough that they're not going to go through some crazy change, hopefully. If they can make uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen and X-Men look younger than they were, (laughs) I'm sure it would be easier with children, right? I have a different answer. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Patty, go ahead. I don't actually want to see more of Neverland or Wonderland or even Oz because I think they are being covered. And if you do cover it in, like, let's say Neverland, you're never going to be able to cover it in once upon a time, which means Hook is out for the Hook is no longer useful for the show because you can actually see it through Hook's point of view already in Once Upon a Time. I want a different land, a different story. Mm-hmm. something that we that one, have not seen like maybe Camelot where they have been hinting at it but we're probably not going to see it. it on the show but maybe they'll make a good spin off instead yeah. I can see that mm-hmm. I, I would like to see a land where they address like more of the minor fairy tales and so it's like an enchanted forest type land that uh-huh. they have but more of the minor um, characters maybe mm-hmm. just I don't know. I've been reading um, uh, who's the book by the the actor that plays Kurt Hummel in Glee. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> he wrote a, he wrote a book and it's basically like you've got Red Riding Hood land and Sleeping Beauty land and but they're addressing a lot more of the minor characters in that sense. Okay. But I guess you would get more into uh, having a second Once Upon a Time. 
You know what would be kind of cool, too, is to have kind of a Mother Goose Land where it was all the nursery rhymes. Oh. You know, like Jack Spratt. Well, Mm -hmm. David does make the quote in Broken about, like, if you want to go live in your shoe, you can. (laughs) You know, Humpy Dumpy exists. Um, Good morning, Storybrooke. Actually, did a story where Humpy Dumpy got crack. Yeah. Yes. I don't think I saw that one. We just need a good morning story, Brookland. Yes. There you go. That one I would love to see. Yesterday. I'm voting for the Mother Gooseland. I like that idea a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah. Ready too. That sounds great. I know. Um, one of my big theories about ones is I think that Jefferson and Will have actually been world hopping since they were teenagers, and like they've. Uh, I I would love to have a spinoff where it's them just exploring all the doors in Jefferson's <laughs> hat. And that's what, and that way, like we might could see like behind the, the scenes of once proper, but from like different people's point of views through each and every door and how they're actually connected. Yep. So it's a little Doctor Who, and he just needs a companion. Yeah, I mean, I, I, also, I also argue that Jefferson <laughs> Wilde are the two most groundbreaking characters that are never used, and we would not have Neverland season three without them. Like, yeah. but I'll it's tell you, kind of like it's kind of like the Lion King one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like Back to the Future too, where yeah. he's crawling on the lighting grid while he's down playing on the stage, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. the Rose and Chris yeah. and Gildenstern of Dead are dead of Once Upon a Time. <laughs> <laughs> and that way, Sebastian Stan can actually get his spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I all of a sudden thinking Once Upon a Time in the Savannah? <laughs> right. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in the Morning. <laughs> Uh, Once upon a time in Star Wars. I'm, 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 sure going, to, I'm going to disagree here with uh, everyone. Well, with everyone, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see another spinoff. What I'd rather them do is focus all of their attention on the one show and make it really good. Now, I do think that they have made season three really good, but imagine how much better it could have been if they focused all of their attention on season three. Yeah. And if they want to visit these other worlds to visit those in Once Upon a Time proper, mm-hmm. like they did with Neverland, like they're doing now with Oz, kind of, maybe-ish. But the thing with Wonderland was they went there in two episodes. And so they realized there could be some extra story to tell there, and that was cool. But also from the perspective as a, of a podcaster, I feel kind of obligated that if they do a spinoff yes. to yeah. do another <laughs> series of our podcast about the spinoff and i don't really want to do that so i want abc <laughs> to make the decision easier for me by right. not doing another spinoff yeah see, yeah. see we ended up getting used to doing two a week which is why we're going to do the new one, the one. <laughs> but yeah we, we we didn't want to do that first necessarily but no. we were, i guess we have to but there was no way to cover it in like a part of our episode mm. Because we knew we, it was either going to be feast or famine. We either knew it was going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we'd have these two-hour-long podcasts where I'd want to, like, dab myself the next morning trying <laughs> to go to work. Or it would be ten minutes, but it wouldn't be consistent. So mm-hmm. we just were like, all right, we'll suck it up and do a second episode. <laughs> Now, I, I'm kind of in the realm with Daniel that something I've been really hoping they would do is more webisodes. To where it's like a focus on all the minor characters they haven't really gotten to touch on. Because something that Lost did really well is they had like all these like Easter egg websites and all these like behind the scenes stuff that was going on. You had to like browse into it. But well, once really doesn't have that. So I've been hoping they would do something sort of to help show more about what was going on in this world since they don't have time in the main show. So that's something else I've been kind of arguing for a while. 
That would be fantastic to do over the summer break. Yeah. Yes. They have been coming out with more um, Storybrooke, or this Good Morning Storybrook episode. Yeah. Those have been hilarious. Something with, like, actual character development and plot. (laughs) Bring back Golden Locksley or Goldilocks. Oh, Goldie and Hart. I love them. (laughs) His heart is Eros from the Greek god. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, guys, I think, uh, you know, we've been going a little oh, over an hour and a half. half. Yeah, so I, I think we should probably finish up. What, how I, we usually end these is I come up with an arbitrary scale, uh, which basically I come up with some random number, some random thing, and we rate based on those things. Okay, so we're going to do it for the entire series of Once Wonderland. Good luck. Okay, so out of... <laughs> 57 possible Cheshire Cat pairings. Uh, how many Cheshire Cat pairings you. would you give this episode? We'll, we'll start with, with uh, Anne-Marie. Oh, I mean, you have to know. Oh, <laughs> it's the curse of the A. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, okay, 57 is what you said, right? 57. Yeah, 57. See, I always have to remind myself as well. Because he comes up with these ridiculous numbers. It's never well, like it's not 10. too bad today. It's not too yeah, bad today. True. Yeah, it's okay. not four digits. 42 and a, and a, and a Cheshire Cat oh. smile. Why? Um, okay, I was really hyped up about it, like about the series went over the summer. And then it started and it took too long for me to get into it. Um, and so it would have been a lot lower rating for the first half, but then the second half kicked off and it was, it was really, really great. So, um, the smile comes for lizard because she did not get enough time. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, Emery, actually, uh, where can people find you online? We'll go ahead and do that while we're finishing up here. On Twitter, I'm N underscore Ann Lee. I'm not super active on Twitter. I'm more on Facebook to be honest, but uh, that's my handle on Twitter. Okay, great. Okay, now Amy, out of uh, 57 possible Cheshire Cat pairings, uh, how many Cheshire Cat pairings would you give this episode? Uh, I guess 45. And 45. a cat head. Oh, and a cat head. A cat head. Excellent. So that's so, like one-fifth of a... I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> Why? Um, I think it's like what Anne-Marie said. Like, it took too long for me to actually get into it. Um, I like the second half more than I actually did the first. Mm-hmm. And again, so, I mean, and like Anne-Marie always says, it's, you know, room for improvement, which I guess would be room for a lot of improvement. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's would be why. Excellent, excellent. Okay, Bobby, 57. You're not going to let her say you where people what? can get a hold of her? Oh, you know what? You're completely right. Where can people get a hold of her? You're welcome. Um, I'm kind of active on Twitter, um, Amy1102. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a Tumblr, which I'm kind of trying to revive. <laughs> I know, I know the feeling. Yeah, it's a library of a bookworm. It's mostly books, book, movie stuff, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. So, Dog Boy is up for, on your podcast? It could be. (laughs) If only you knew someone who could get you free copies of stuff. Hey, Bill, we Um, can talk. (laughs) You have my email. Uh, Okay, Bobby, uh, out of 57 possible Cheshire Cat pairings, how many Cheshire Cat pairings would you give this episode? Um, It probably went up on the second viewing. I'd probably say 50. 50? 50. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I... 
really enjoyed the episode, or, I'm sorry, the series as a whole, but the inconsistencies with Amara and a few other things uh, is what knocked off those six points. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Okay, uh, and where can people find you online, Bobby? Uh, at Inevitable Hawk. Uh, Hawk is with an E, and then... That was it, at Inevitable Hawk, right? You cut out a little bit. I'm sorry, yeah, at Inevitable Hawk with an E uh, at the end of the Hawk. And then, of course, calling into every episode of any podcast. <laughs> I'm so sad that no one's gone, Bobby! <laughs> Bobby! Okay, uh, Daniel, out of 57 possible Cheshire Cat pairings, how many Cheshire Cat pairings would you give this series? I would say 42 and three quarters. Three quarters. Ooh. Why? So, so uh, the Cheshire Cat's getting paired with the dwarf now. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I think as a standalone series, this was a lot of fun. It was great that they gave us a full story in 13 episodes. But there were a lot of things that I felt like they could have done better. They could have told the story better in the beginning. They could have timed everything better like they originally said they were going to do mm-hmm. and some of the acting in the beginning was a bit weak like jafar's character hard to believe at the beginning so that's why i'm putting it in the i like it stage but it's not amazing so yeah i would say 42 and three quarters and i'm daniel <laughs> j lewis and you can find me at oncepodcast.com or wonderlandpodcast.com or on twitter follow our main account which is once podcast excellent excellent okay when uh you know the scale it's out of 57 uh what do you give it well i'm pretty close to daniel i'm gonna give it 41 and a whisker and that's basically <laughs> on the strength of the knave. He was a great character, and I think he made the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I've given it higher, except for that terrible scene where the knave and Alice actually catapulted away from his execution. That was like the worst point of the show for me. And if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at WinMercer, and I also have a Tumblr. Excellent, excellent. Okay, uh, Hope, out of 57 possible Cheshire Cat pairings, not including Jefferson or Whale. Oh, uh, <laughs> you're putting on the poor girl. Well, just, that, that would be 59, because I already had 57 specific characters in my head. You're so lucky this isn't my show, because I was about to say something very not safe for work. <laughs> um, now, I would give it, maybe, I like the 47 and a vanishing smile. Um, I, I really enjoyed it as a whole. The second season was the second half was definitely much better. I'm happy that we're going to be getting um, what's his butt, uh, Michael Socha <laughs> on, on the sh- on the on the main show. And there's a lot of parts I liked, a lot of parts I disliked, and some a lot of unanswered questions. Like I still wondered about the whole thing with Alice's stepmom. I felt like that was something that just never got brought back in. Yeah. Um, but for uh, and the vanishing smile is because it's over when I we've all finally started to like it. <laughs> yeah, so. this is very true. And where can people find you online, Hope? Um, I have a podcast called Hope of All Trades. You guys have been on it with me, and I thank you again for that. It was so much fun. It is not Super safe for work, by the way. Longer than this podcast. <laughs> Yeah. I should have been drinking coffee that night since I fell asleep. <laughs> no, but um, I, it's Hope of All Trades. I'm at Hope Molinax on Twitter. And I forgot to mention at the beginning, I have a Once Upon a Time blog called onceuponanobsession.tumblr.com. And nice. Wynn and I are totally buddies on that. High five, Wynn. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. Okay, uh, Jeff and Colleen, uh, 57 possible Cheshire Cat pairings. Those are, your, those are your numbers. What's your score? 31 and a uh, lizard in a dress. <laughs> and, and, I was expecting that to be your favorite part of the well, show. Well, <laughs> sure. I, 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 I liked it. I didn't love it, but I didn't like it as much as I really wanted to. I, I liked the beginning with Alice in the in the asylum. I thought that was kind of a crazy twist, like a what was that Wizard of Oz sequel thing? I thought it was going to go Return to Oz. Right. Oz, I thought it was yeah. I thought it was going to kind of go there but it, it didn't and I just the second half of the season was better but I just didn't I I wanted to but I just didn't so Colleen I would have to give it 40 and a wish because I liked it didn't love love it until the end there were too many things in the first half that kind of brought the score down a little bit mm -hmm. but there were things that did raise the score especially you know it was dark it was way darker than I would have expected yep. definitely not kid friendly in, in my opinion um, <clears throat> I loved 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 the knave and really loved him and Anastasia and I actually am looking forward to seeing more of them so that's my wish is that we get to see the two of them more and um, even though Jafar was really evil I kind of want to see him too Definitely, okay. definitely. You can find us here. We're going to stay here forever. We <laughs> our jobs. So if you want to ask us something. No, they will be on no. this Google Plus yeah. for the rest of eternity. Right. Yeah, just... I, just... I, I love you. I lo Anne-Marie, I love your mic top. I think that's the coolest thing ever. I know. That's actually from the Cheshire Cat. So we've <laughs> it. No, where can they find us online, sweetie? Okay. We, we hope... <laughs> Besides this being on here, uh, we host this podcast, Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast, at onceuponatimepodcast.com. On Twitter, it is? On Twitter, it's at O-U-A-T podcast. Okay. And I'm was... mostly on Facebook. I have a Twitter account, but I don't go there very yeah. much anymore. I'm really on Facebook mostly. Excellent. So I uh, just search for Colleen. On Facebook. <laughs> you'll get you'll get one comment. <laughs> only one. It's only me. No, it's it's Colleen Robinson Roney. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. And uh, Patty, out of fifty-seven possible uh, Cheshire Cat pairings, uh, what what's your number? Um, I'm gonna give it. This is probably the lowest score here, but twenty-eight cats and half a cat. But that's just because. I stopped seeing it half like after three episodes and didn't continue until half the season until mm -hmm. the season mid season finale and I had to take that into account. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for that, it would have been a bit higher. Mm -hmm. But I do have to consider the first half you had to be dedicated to or at least to watch it. Yeah. And and I think some of you at least I don't know who mentioned it, but that it was you had obligated to see it, and that mm. you even you said if it kept going the way it was, you would have stopped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I do have to really take the entire season to account, and not it was good all around around the end, but the, the beginning you it felt dragged a mm. bit. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And where can people find you online? Um, Twitter at stage of, stage underscore of underscore earth, or you could also find me in 
Tumblr, which is probably where I, I will probably best answer you since I don't go on Twitter that much. <laughs> I, I, I do. Is there a number or an address for that Tumblr? Uh, probably in the note. Hold on. Sage dash Earth. Excellent. Okay, and Anne Marie. Hi. Uh, you're uh, out of uh, 57 Cheshire Cat pairings. How many Cheshire Cat pairings would you give this episode or the season series? 35 and a cat nipple. Why? <laughs> and that's going to make the Cheshire Cat very friendly. I have to warn you. <laughs> the, the mic top makes it though. It's all furry. <laughs> I crossed the crazy line. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> all 35 points are for the name. <laughs> That's really like if he wouldn't have crossed over I yeah, yeah. this would have been a complete wash for me. <laughs> I could have done without Alice mm -hmm. and Cyrus. I kinda like the rabbit, but yeah. it was all the name for me. Okay, and where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMDSimone, and I have a blog, crunchycrafty and highlycaffeinated.wordpress.com, and I'm currently giving away coffee if you go in and enter. Woo! <gasps> Over there. Yes. <laughs> Look, she's like, I'm typing now. Oh, oh my God. I only have three people who have entered, and one of them is Wynn, so. Which oh, that coffee Wynn. looks amazing. It's on Wynn. It's good. It really is. It looks really good, and I'm gonna have to try it. So yeah, that's where that's where I reside. Now you, you, Mr. Bill Meeks, how many? I hit my mic. You your, You need one to meow at too. Meow, meow. Um. <laughs> okay, so you want me to do my arbitrary scale? I'm yes, guessing. Yes. Okay, out of the 57 possible pairings for the Cheshire Cat, I'm gonna give it 30. It was a little uneven. Really like the knave. But the thing that cost it those 27 points I took off of it is this pose from Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> and as for where you can find me online, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, Google Plus is Google Google.com slash plus Bill Meeks. And I write stories about superheroes, uh, books, and there's also an audiobook on Audible now. You can find information about all of that at Dogboy Adventures. Dot com and in a couple weeks uh, at legendsofgotham.com, but there's not a website there. There's not a website. So there's, just, there's a you can't have this, somebody owns it. Yeah. That's all that's there. So just follow uh, the Twitter <laughs> at Legends of Gotham for more info on that. Well, I guess that's it, right? Anybody got any last minute any, things? Any last minute business? Thanks, guys. Thank you, this has been fun. Thank you guys for showing up to our party. This is completely different than how it went down in high school for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right, so, okay. Actually, I have a question for you guys. Okay. okay. So is this something that you two enjoy that you wouldn't mind doing in the future? Because I think that you guys have actually had, like, you guys had an incredibly successful roundtable. So are you guys going to continue doing this in the future? I, I could see that happening. Yeah, I don't think we're going to do it every week necessarily. No, no. Uh, but I don't want to wear makeup every week to record. Okay. <laughs> I can see like, like Girl, finale. I totally put on makeup. <laughs> I put on makeup too right here. He actually, I had a there's, there's like a thing growing out of his face. Oh. It, it's a, it's a uh, forget me not. Uh, I was trying to tie what? it back into the episode. It was horrible. Yes, yeah. Hope, we'll do this again. Yes. I don't know when. 
Um, I believe Mr. Daniel has at least one coming up here, right? Yeah, you were going to try and turn towards the end, right? Yeah, after season three of Once Upon a Time is over, we'll have one with all of the podcasters. Yep, I was about to say, I feel like I've seen something somewhere. Uh, But we'll probably do something over the summer since, you know, we'll have nothing else to do. Okay, so yeah, I think... Oh, no, go ahead. And then how about um, for the podcast for Wonderland, you guys have had guests on. Yes. How do you enjoy doing that? Because you don't do that for the regular one. Oh, we've it's actually... been an interesting experiment. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I've really enjoyed. I it. liked it, and it kept us honest. Mm-hmm. It kept yeah. us. No, really, you have to record it this time. There's somebody else already committed and who's changed yeah, their plans. Sometimes <laughs> with the main show, it can float like a day if circumstances allow, uh, which we hate to do, you know. Right, and that's why we permanently but, moved it a day because but no, we I, I, do it anymore. I really don't think we've had a bad guest though. Like, no, our guests have been, been amazing, great. especially all the ones that are here right now and can yell at us. <laughs> uh, you guys were all great, <laughs> and uh, definitely something we'll we'll keep in mind, and definitely for uh, Legends of Gotham too. We're expect- we'll take in, anybody, until yeah. the show starts we're going to be doing guests every time i think probably mm-hmm. uh, the, the problem is is when we have guests just because of the technical setup we haven't been able to be in the same room right when uh, is this going to be on awesome because i'm actually interested in seeing how alfred is <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be in the fall so that yeah. we don't know what day it records. The, the, the show will be on in, in the fall. Uh, we're going to be starting the podcast here in a couple of weeks we're probably going to start with batman year one the animated movie oh that's uh, covering great. that so, I have to do research. Yeah, since that's very cool. Oh, Wikipedia. Same here, Henry. <laughs> research things. Wikipedia. Seriously. Um, DC Wikipedia, they sometimes have an entire list of from front to current about the entire Batman history, post <laughs> and pre-52. I like it. Nice. Oh, 52. <laughs> oh, the 52. Oh, I remember the 52. Okay. Well, I anyway, guess, okay. Yeah, we should probably, <laughs> we're, we're going to wrap this up here. It's been an extra long episode, but extra fun Yes. with guests. But this is the first time we've ever actually done a Wonderland episode being in, in person. the same room. So I think we're finally going to nail the ending, right? Okay, I'm, I'm going to give the three count, and, uh, and Join we're going to go three, two, one. Until so- next time. <laughs> Wonder Bread. It will always be Wonder Bread. Like Wonder Bread. I can't help it.